You're listening to the Connect Church podcast featuring the pastoral staff of Connect Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. This podcast delivers biblical truths, hot topic discussions, and encouragement you need on your daily journey to live like Christ. The Human Resources Department requires that I be available. Not sure if the invite cards are nifty, but the mustache is definitely not. He's in charge of our children. What are we doing? I don't. Here are your hosts, Terry Pierce, Andrew Pierce, and Tanner Stahl. Thank you all for being here. Let's get started. Let's get started here on the Connect Church podcast, number 40-something, I don't know. Uh, when we get to 50, we'll make a big deal out of it or something. But, um, yeah, what's up, guys? What's uh, up? Hack it up alone. Yeah, I, Terry's coughing, and um, I told him if he needs me to mute his mic just to, you know, give me a signal or something so y'all don't have to hear the uh, – yeah, there it is. I see the signal. Um, so go ahead and un- go ahead and unplug his yeah, exactly. <laughs> altogether. So, and he just hit himself in the face with his glasses. That was awesome. That was good. Good job. You okay over there, bud? You can't put glasses on with earphones on. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just poked himself in the eye with his glasses. That's good. Well, last week we did the podcast, and for some reason, don't know why, it did not upload properly to Apple. I say upload. It uploaded fine. It did not distribute properly. It went to Spotify, it went to SoundCloud, it went to everything else like it was supposed to. But for all you Apple listeners out there, it kind of took a little longer. Hmm. And I don't know why. I have no idea. So maybe that won't happen this week. It was still on there. You just had to listen to it on a different platform. Steve Jobs' fault. We'll blame him, sure. And he did. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Do not speak ill of the dead. Oh, goodness. Yeah. All right. So you guys uh, sound all chippy and happy this morning. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's way too early for Terry. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. The uh, president spoke, and and more importantly, Duke won. <laughs> so, who did Duke play last night? We played a team that's non-existent called Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. We won by thirty. The old Pitt Panthers. Yes, they were embarrassing. So we won by thirty. Who's their coach now? It doesn't matter. It, it does, used to be yeah. Jamie Dick, the guy from. No, it's is it Vanderbilt's old coach? I think so. Kevin Stallings. Yeah, but he won't be there next year. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He was hmm. good at Vanderbilt, anyways. So, there's some basketball talk for you this morning. It's March Madness. <laughs> it is March Madness. You know what? You know what? I have, let's see, I think I still have that on the, yes, I do. Oh, yeah. It's March, baby. That's it. It's tournament time. Best month of the year. So, speaking of tournament time, we got to come up with a topic to do our own bracket challenge like we did last year <laughs> with our really. TV shows. Huh? Um, so, if you have any suggestions... Text me, call me, email me, or text one of the guys. Let them know. Say, hey, we want to do what is the best, you name it. I don't know. Anything coming to your heads, guys? Food. Y'all are so, <laughs> y'all are so I'm talkative a to- this I'm morning. a total blank. So, you know. Food. That's all I've got. Food. Food's the best. That's usually what's on my mind. That's that's not a bad topic. The best <laughs> Yeah. You entree. Know, ta- tacos I mean, versus pizza. You know, I don't know. Hamburgers versus Yeah, that restaurant did or, so good. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I didn't like it. It was a good subject. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so yeah, if you have any thoughts, suggestions about what kind of uh, bracket we could do this year, we will take those suggestions and um, put them to good use. For yeah, sure. I like, I like the food idea. So. Yeah. Um, I thought I, I thought a, the best cereal would be a good idea, a good topic. You know, Ooh. A cereal bracket, you know. Yeah. You can have good. your quadrant of like, 
you know, healthy cereals and you're a quadrant of you know, sweet cereals. And you know, it doesn't there, matter because the healthy ones aren't going to make it anyway. Is there a healthy cereal? I mean, you know, like the special K. Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran, you know, the granola. Apple Jacks. It has the word apple in it. The brand is only for us that are over 50. <laughs> I made like my fiber. The brand, but I don't want the raisins. See, I don't. I like the flakes, but I've never liked the raisins. So, anyways, no, you're a little flaky though. So. Yep. All right, so we um got into um another sermon from the Book of Luke. Believe it or not, yes, and we're still in Luke, and we will be till Jesus comes. We will be in Luke for a long, long time. <laughs> How many chapters are in Luke? Do you remember? Twenty three. Twenty three. I couldn't remember if it was twenty or twenty one, but that's John is twenty one. John twenty one. Yeah, yes. Anyway, so um this week the sermon title was "Lead by Example, Not." Do as you're, you're told. told. And uh, thank you, Jody Brown. He caught my mistake, which actually he caught your mistake, because sometimes I don't catch all of the mistakes on here. Do you see the mistake on here, Andrew? Do you see it? No. Oh, the quotation should be around not? No. Oh. Do you see the mistake? I don't know. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I didn't catch it either. I did catch it. Later on in the sermon, but I didn't catch it on the title, and Jody Brown caught it. It's on the title. Wait, let me see it. It's on the title. He's an editor, so yeah. Yeah, Jody Brown caught it. Oh, the exclamation point should be inside of the quotation. No. Oh. (laughs) It should be. Do as you are told, not do as you're told. Oh, why are the you wrong, apostrophe it's the wrong R-E. form of your? Ah, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> See, I caught it. I caught it yeah. later in the yeah. sermon, but well. I didn't catch it in the uh, on the well. title. And I, put I literally it just wrong. had to sound it out. And I'm like, is there a whole other word missing? Or yeah. never mind. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's why? Good. Why? Oh, oh, sorry. I'm getting the reference from Ross and Rachel from Friends. Y O U R E is you yeah. apostrophe. I I think R. you're right though. About why are the you is your mark? I'm not sure. I really don't know. But that wasn't the main one. That was. Uh, Although technically the, the ex- exclamation point should be in the quotation as well. I think it should. Uh, Punc- yeah. Punctually, that is should. correct. But I, I can't believe I caught that one enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that Here, one, let's it do it a looks bra- funny. It does look funny. Let's do a bracket challenge of all of Terry's grammatical errors. <laughs> I, I, I told, <laughs> that would be too many. I told Jody, I said, well, you'd be surprised how many I catch and how many I miss. We're going to have well, way so. over 64. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just write them as I can get them. There you go. <laughs> so uh, what was your infatuation with Brother John Denver? Uh, today, I mean, oh my gosh, dude, he's awesome. I like so John Denver, yeah. yeah. But yeah. also, you kept calling her Miss Samsonite, and you know that's not her name, right? Well, that's what the Harry Lloyd thought her name was. Yeah, in the Samsonite, Swimmy, yes. Swanee, Swanee, yeah. Samsonite. I was oh, yeah, way so off. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yes, but later yeah. on, you kept referring to her as Miss Samsonite. <laughs> <laughs> I sit back here listening. I was like, I wonder if he knows that her name was Swanson. <laughs> yeah, it's idea. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just really. Pl- Proud of Terry for not cussing from the stage because <laughs> I really I, the entire as soon as he said John Denver and yeah. this whole thing I knew exactly that's so sad I knew yeah. exactly where his mind was going to go and I'm like you know if he says because the way they say on the TBS version he said you know you figure the Rockiers would be a little rockier than this that John Denver's full of it yeah. and they just say it. Like instead of when you don't watch the TBS version, <laughs> I like rhymes he, with it. <laughs> I liked how he said my, his, one of his favorite movies is the TBS version. Of yes, the Dumber. that made me laugh. It is very different. I did not realize that until oh, it's very different. I was older. It's very different. There's yeah. much more language. Yes. Yeah. All right, so all right, Terry, dive into it. Uh, do as you're told, sir. 
Yes, <laughs> uh, absolutely. So we were talking about uh, the fact of becoming self-aware was the lead-in with all of that, and uh, who to be more self-aware than Harry and Lloyd. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Um, our pets are even dying. Um, but anyway, um, we talked about, you know, getting laws, GPS, all those kind of things. And that led us into the fact that Jesus was making a case as he closed out his sermon on the plain in Luke chapter 6 for being becoming self-aware that you've got to watch out for the leaders that you're following in your life. And we made the case that everybody is following someone or something. Everybody's following someone or something, and Jesus was really calling out uh, the need to move away from the Pharisees' um, improper leadership, failing leadership, even dishonest leadership, and he was saying, you know, and pointing out the fact that they can't recognize their own faults and mistakes. So that was what he was helping the people become more self-aware and realize that Jesus was their answer. So we had a good connect group this week going over the questions, and we just kind of honed in on are we self aware about and then went through our mm-hmm. went through your points. I'm not sure if that's what you intended for us to do, yeah. but that's kind of how we uh, went through it after we had our breakfast for dinner, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. By Sounds the good. way, that white gravy, Jared made a white gravy on biscuits. And, Love oh my god! And Alan had um, you know they have their farm or whatever, and he had sausage ready to go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. She had the braided bacon. Robin did. Oh, mm-hmm. so good! Well, it was so good. <laughs> Let's go eat. Yeah, I know it. Now, now I'm going to go to uh, Huddle House over there. Anyways, um, all right, so what was something that stuck out to you, uh, Sir Andrew, from the sermon this week? Well, clearly the Dumb and dumb, Dumber reference. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> was definitely one. Um, but even going through, you know, we actually didn't really, like, um, go over really any of the points and everything. We asked, like, the first question for our Connect group, and it just really sparked a whole lot of conversation about um, – you know, taking the time to sit down and realize, I, and I know this sounds terrible, um, and I'm going to say this respectfully because uh, uh, my parent <laughs> is right here, um, but a lot of it was, uh, I think, for uh, maybe it's just from our age group and stuff, but it was born out of being self-aware from our our past circumstances and upbringings. Um, that was brought up a whole lot and stuff throughout our Connect group, um, but how that plays into some of our poor decisions today. Um, and no, it's not a, 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 you know, whatever has happened to you in your past, God can redeem, God can forgive, God can transform your past. I believe you've done a whole sermon on that um, <laughs> and stuff too. So it's not a crutch to hold us back. However, when we are self-aware through some of the things that we've been through, and I think that was one of the points actually brought up, that's where a lot of ours, um, you know, kind of shared theirs was, I have to accept my failures. Um, things that have happened in our past and stuff, whether it was been that's happened to us or things that we have made mistakes on our own, um, we we have to admit, you know, we've screwed up and this is screwed up and this is not okay. And how to, and, you know, I've, we can't just shove this under the rug. We have to deal with this because what happens is that it comes out into our daily relationships. It comes out into our marriages today. It comes out into the way that we treat our kids. It comes out into our friendships. It comes out into relationships. It comes out into our work ethic. It comes out into literally everything we do from these past things. So I have to accept where I've screwed up. I have to accept where I, I'm I'm weak at, and I have to let God address those within me, um, you know, and stuff. So anyways, we just we spent a whole lot of time in our connect group going through like, like we didn't do any of the questions. I feel like it was mostly how is Satan? I think what was the first question? How is Satan used, you know, your past failures or past things to get you to go down the wrong path or how has mm-hmm. he distracted you in that way? And it just opened up this whole conversation to man. None of us are very good at being self-aware 
we're not and that plays so much into the stupidity <laughs> the decisions and the frustration we feel on a daily basis now we we kind of got stuck on the first one because like i said we were going through are we self-aware on in the points and the first one is my feelings mm-hmm. and so of course in a room full of couples and shane um a room full of cup <laughs> <laughs> sorry a room full dang of, <laughs> We had a lot of fun with that too, by the way. Uh, but in a room full of couples talking about our, are we self-aware of our feelings toward our spouse and how we receive each other's feelings and uh, act upon those feelings? And of course, like I'm like, I don't have any feelings, you know. Yeah, right. So, right. Anyways, yes, yes. But it, it opened up some some great conversation. Um, ours went down that road too. Is ours? Um, I was shocked. Uh, ours really was um, almost every woman spoke up immediately in our group and was just like, you know, talking about their um, husbands struggling to share their feelings. And so it was a, it was a guy girl thing, you know, going on uh, that we uh, delved into. We had one couple where it was like the total opposite. Yeah, there were some, you know, like it was the guy who just wouldn't stop yeah. talking about his feelings. Right. And the girls is like, Shut up! It's fine. Yeah. You know, just oh. leave it alone. You know that old, that old thing. But sometimes it was, it's reversed. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not in my house, but it was no, it was, some, <laughs> no, it was somebody else's house. So, but anyways, um, all right. If you're going to have an impact in the lives of other people, you've got to learn to share your feelings, and that's something that I I don't do well. Right, right. Because I try not to have feelings. I mean, I'll, admittedly, I don't. I don't know. I just don't really have a whole lot of. Feelings, feelings. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Right, and it's uh, and and that makes this, uh, and the challenge with that is 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 the point that Jesus was making about the fact that, and and here's why we do need to do better with the feeling side of stuff is that. Uh, we we all know we've been in music services, you know, where um, you know we've you know just had people that could sing, but they didn't connect to the audience. We've heard preachers, and we've been in you know uh, Bible college seminary classes, you know, with those kind of things. But now, when it translates to ministry, the problem with it is yes, it is you. We can all of us, and especially as a lot of us guys have a proclivity to uh, not share well, well, feelings. Well, you lost so, me. Um, proclivity. We, uh, we have a tendency. Tendency. To, to, okay. Better <laughs> I like that word. And yeah. so uh, we have a tendency to uh, to not share our feelings. But the problem with that, with Christianity, is that um, people don't do as you're told. And we can sit and tell people, you know, you need to do A, B, and C. But that really doesn't resonate in our lives, and it doesn't resonate with the average person that you're trying to share with. It doesn't resonate in your wife. You know, you can tell your wife, do as you're told, and quit. quit <laughs> You'll do as you're told, woman. And, we highly recommend that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so you try it and see how it works. And if you tell your wife, quit having all those feelings and quit having all those emotions, and what does she tell you, you know? We can't put that on the air. Right. And so <laughs> and so we, we recognize that in areas of our life, but how much more is it impactful? And this is the whole thing what Jesus was saying. The reason that Chris uh the reason that the Judaism wasn't working is because the Pharisees had no feelings. They did all of the rules and yet they literally destroyed all of the relationships because they would not share their compassion, what what a lack of feelings does, and the reason people don't follow us as leaders, and that's what the whole message was about, is because if we don't have empathy, 
Uh, you cannot have empathy for the broken and the wounded and those and learning. And this is what goes into the next point. We can't see the log out of our own eye if we don't learn to have empathy and feelings and admit that, you know what, you know, yeah, you're irritating me. And yes, I don't like, you know, you, but that's what the Pharisees were doing. They were telling everybody else what they were doing wrong. And yet they had giant logs coming out of their own eye. And so the, the feelings part comes in and, and I, I mean, I don't like it, but it's just biblical Christianity, Jesus was saying, we can't be good leaders and we can't have empathy and we can't get people to follow us if we don't try to put ourselves in their um, broken conditions. And if we think we're, you know, even though we don't mean to, we come across as better than them because we don't have any feelings. So let me, let me skip around real quick because uh, I want to. Um, <laughs> it's your show, baby. Yeah, exactly. So, so then, you know, I kind of got caught on the, I have to be honest about my fears which mm-hmm. was your last point. Right. And so I went around and I was like, you know, what what are our fears? What do we fear mm-hmm. in this life and, you know, in sharing the gospel and stuff like that? And and for me personally, you know, I'm like, what are my fears? I'm not really afraid of anything. Losing my wife and kids, that's one, that's one but that doesn't really have to do with, you know, me being able to share the gospel. Right. So how would that relate, I guess, how, how would you tie that down to the average listener? Yeah, uh, I think that uh, I think fear dominates us way more than what we anticipate. Is that and, and what um, becoming self aware is that we get afraid of uh, and, and we don't realize it, but the Pharisees were afraid of losing power and control, and what mm-hmm. dominated and ruined their religion and ruined all of Judaism was their fear of Jesus. I mean, they killed Messiah because of that. And all of us down, we just don't recognize it. I think, Tanner, is that the the fear of, of uh, us losing our careers, us losing our marriages, us losing, you know, control in our own lives, we lash out at those things that threaten that. Mm-hmm. And so way down deep, our fears cause us to lose our joy. Yeah, our fears cause us to lose our hope, and we don't even see it. Mm. You know, we we're just in uh, it, the psychological part of that, and the fear causes us to avoid the truth. We're not running into those things that would help us become self-aware. We quit listening to preaching. We quit listening, going to church because down deep, uh, I don't want to deal with those issues really like Christ is telling me to do. So my fear is I will lose somehow control of these things. And so it's subtly and, and it, uh, it's very sneaky the way Satan does all of that. But yeah. And even with uh, specifically going back towards fear is it's, it, it doesn't pre and kind of what Terry was just saying. It doesn't preface itself as fear, right? It, it prefaces itself as frustration or, um, you know, other feelings or just Absolutely. honestly pride. A lot of times, and I know uh, this is what I shared with our connect group. I said, you know, if I'm have to be honest about my fears, I hate blood. <laughs> I don't do needles. I don't do blood. I don't like talking about it. Like if I had to say that that B Thank word you, a couple Jesus more times, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> like I, 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 you know, I've I've had a sick baby and stuff, been thrown up all weekend and everything else. That stuff don't bother me. But when we talk about fears, is the first thing that didn't come to my mind was lack of control. But I hate to not be in control. I hate to not like. I, I, I'm type A. I want it done my way and everything else. I hate to not be in control of a situation. I hate to not have a say so in what goes on, or I hate to not, you know, be the ultimate decider of what happens. 
but ultimately <laughs> I wasn't made to be the ultimate decider of my life. I wasn't made to always be in control. Therefore there would be no reason for faith and the whole reason that we grow in that. So I wouldn't, it, it's, it's like Terry just said, it's sneaky because it doesn't preface itself as fear. I'm not afraid of, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm afraid of losing control, but I am. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't preface itself that way, but it's, it honestly comes out in pride that, and so I would say the opposite of fear in some ways could even just be humility because when I'm humble enough to admit my faults, my failures, my frustration, my fears or whatever that looks like, it actually says, oh dang, this is a fear. And am I more afraid of losing control instead of, you know, actually having the faith that God gives me in order to allow him to be in control. And that's only done through humility. All right. Good deal. Good stuff. <laughs> one, one last thing, yeah, and two, is that, um, um, you know, the point that, for me, that landed on, and, you know, that's why we're all different. We all have different personalities. And number four was the one that I really feel like that probably trips up more people in the church than anything is I'm not truthful about my frustrations. And I think that uh, we've had a place in our life that we have not read Romans 7. And if honestly, if our whole co- congregation and church and all those that were listening, if they would go to Romans chapter 7 and just read about Paul's frustrations and learn to be honest about, you know, the fact that we're not as well as we should be, and then what does he come to the conclusion of? Man, I am a screw up. You know, this is just frustrating stuff in my life. And rather than get bent out of shape about it and ruin his life because of all of the things that annoy him about himself, and about others, he realizes that God is just using all of that crap to mold him. All of that frustration is to help us be better people. And that's when he says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, then I myself, I'm going to be frustrated, I'm going to be angry most of my life, but I got Jesus, and that gives me hope and helps me get through that. And so to me, that needs to become our adjustment mentality the more frustrated you are, the more you run to Jesus. The more frustrated you are, know that this life is not going to bring you happiness. Frustration is meant and intended and allowed by God to cause us to run to him because that's who we need. And ultimately, that is the ultimate self-awareness. And I think, uh, I love, you know, even in my um, own personal experience and stuff, is like I know John sixteen thirty three in this world to take heart. Um, or excuse me, in this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And I fully understand that. But I, I feel like personally where I didn't always connect the dots and I'm not good at is in the frustrations mm-hmm. in the daily, I say the little things or the smaller things. I'm like, no, I know that, you know, Satan's attacks are going to come against me for sharing the gospel and that there's going to be opposition against us in this world and everything else. But sometimes that opposition is just through a small disagreement. Sometimes that opposition is through a conversation with your wife. Sometimes that opposition is through um, trying not to, you know, um, verbally or physically abuse your toddler because <laughs> they don't want to listen. Um, just being honest, the the frustrate the little frustrations. Honestly, just put her back in her cage and she'll be fine. <laughs> she knows how to get out now. Yeah. It's hard. Um, <laughs> you know those little frustrations. I know for me personally, I'm not necessarily speaking for everybody here, but for me, is I because I don't like sharing feelings, even though I may have some of them or a lot of them or whatever. I don't like sharing or communicating those well very often as I let them build. And once they surface, it's not pretty. 
um, and oh, stuff. That's, so. that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I think to some degree that's most men. I'm not going to say all, but, but I think yeah, that, not all, but I, I think that may be a character flaw <laughs> um, of some people and stuff. It's letting it build up. But in that frustration, like Terry just said, is that that's where God gets to show you some of his greatest grace. Some of his it allows you to experience freedom. And the most when you do are able to overcome those frustrations um, and things like that through obviously his grace, his spirit and things like that. But it, man, when you become self-aware of these things and actually put it into practice of who Christ is and stuff, it is, it is freeing. You are able to move forward. And ultimately, this is what Jesus was saying. It was the criticism of the Pharisees. And how much does that not creep into Baptist church? The goal of frustrations, we said in the message, is to help. Baptist church. No. The goal of frustrations is to help you learn that you need him. And ultimately, the reason that that, how the the Pharisees, it's frustrating with me to talk, how the Pharisees dealt with their frustrations is they just tried to legislate more rules. They tried to get everybody to be like them. The ultimate goal of frustrations is, and this was on the screen for our listening audience, God wants to teach us about himself. It's mm-hmm. his power. It's his love. It's his grace and his wisdom. And too, on all too often, the only way we're ever going to learn that is by going doing it the hard way. We have to learn through frustrations because we're just too arrogant to not do it any other way. And I saw in first service, I don't know about second service, but in first service, when you got to that point on the screen, I saw a lot of phones go up, mm-hmm. people taking pictures yep. of that. So that was good for sure. All right, any other last things you want to uh, mention about the sermon? Where are we going next week? Next Sunday, Luke, cha- we're moving into a new chapter. New chapter. <laughs> After six months of being in Luke 6. So oh, we're, we're uh, since Christmas, uh, we're going to really have been there for two months. Uh, Thanks, Luke, for making that chapter so long. <laughs> it was Jesus' sermon. Yeah. Uh, I think mine are bad. Anyway, Luke chapter 7, uh, and it's going to be a great message. Uh, it's simply entitled Hope. Uh, Something down deep or something like that. But anyway, it's uh, we're, way down we're, deep. There you go. And so uh, sort of that way. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk about a deep down hope in our lives. And um, But the key is everybody needs to make sure you cannot get this deep down hope that he's talking about in Luke 7 until we become self-aware. You know, that reminds me because, I, I don't know, maybe a year ago or so, Davey had asked about a song. Um, and he was looking for a track for it, and it was the song called "Way Down Deep." It's a oh, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. basic. He's song. awesome with that song. So maybe I need to have Davey get up there and sing "Way Down Deep." Oh, that, I've heard him do it. It is cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back and get into our fun stuff here after this Daniel Tucker promo. Have you been looking for a place to call home? Need a place that makes you feel welcome and valued, while at the same time growing spiritually in Christ and biblical truths. At Connect Church, our mission is all about loving God, loving people, and making disciples. When we gather together, there's a spirit of worship, a spirit of kindness, and a spirit of welcoming to anyone and everyone who's seeking God's will and truth in their lives. We invite you to visit during one of our two Sunday services to discover how Connect Church can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Our friendly and spirit-filled worship environment is just the place for you. Visit Connect Church this Sunday during our 9 o'clock or 10.30 a.m. services located at 1650 North Veterans Boulevard in Tupelo, Mississippi. Or you can check out our live stream on our Facebook page or our website at www.triconnect.church. Again, that's www.triconnect.church. We look forward to connecting with you.
And we're back on the Connect Church podcast. We do look forward to connecting with you, but the only way we can do that is if you show up and come to church. So be sure and be at uh, our services Sunday at 9 o'clock or uh, 10.30. I guess we do connect with our people in Missouri that don't come to church. Hey, Alan. That's right. Yeah. We love you, Alan Thomas. And, and Lisa. Lisa Thomas, yes. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, let's see. What are we going to get into first? Oh, I know our best and the worst. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Which was it? This is the worst. Sampling the best. All right. I'm prepared. Go. All right, Terry. I, I got my hand up. Give us your best. Can <laughs> the audience see my hand up? No, I got to do worse first. I'm okay, we can go worse. worse. Sorry. That's fine. We can go worse. <laughs> the blend always says save the best for last. Oh, okay. So my worst, I'm absolutely in a tirade of uh, frustration, uh, and I'm very self-aware that I am ticked off, and I'm not going to use another word on the air. <laughs> so I am volatile. Uh, whatever words you want to say, angry um, emojis, is that Tupelo. Which I love the town, love living here, love the church, love the people, but it is stupid <laughs> that we are putting in a freaking D- Dunkin' Donuts instead of Krispy Kreme. Oh. Who wants another cake? <laughs> I've had enough cake in my where, life. Where Dunkin' Donuts to? sucks. Uh, I well, I can tell old... you, but it starts with an H. And <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I know it's I know it's going in the um Huddle the crystals. Huddle house. Huddle house, yes. Where where is the location at? I don't care. It's it's on West Main somewhere. I can't okay. remember because it's in know. it's in another like it's already a standing building. Right. Where's where's the, the, the old crystal. Where I don't know where the old crystal be, was. Um it, down by Sonic on West Main. Going towards Ballard Park. Big Lots. <clears throat> yes. I think right in front of Big Lots, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I it's, mean to be honest, I I I never go down. It no, should I never go that way. It no. should be on forty five where the septic system is at. <laughs> <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts is okay. Oh my gosh, get out! It's no Krispy Kreme, but I mean, like, no, it's it's a cake. I would they don't call even, that my worst. They don't even have a donut. But when we don't have a Krispy Kreme and you put a freaking Dunkin' Donuts in, hey, it's just we can't even get interstate access to Gloucester. So don't. <laughs> Freaking Krispy Kreme. I'm not going to lie. I'm with Tanner on that one. That is the dumbest thing. 100%. I don't care who you are. That is the dumbest thing. Well, I agree thing. with that, but make Gloucester an access with a Dunkin' Donut right but on the corner. But they should put Krispy Kreme. I mean, Krispy Kreme, sorry. They should put Krispy Kreme somewhere like, because uh, they're building something next to Outback. I don't know what's going in right there, but that would that seems like a perfect place for a Krispy Kreme. I ain't going down there. That Well, that side, like on the other side of McCullough, not McCullough. Of where there's no exit from yeah, <laughs> 78 yes, yes. or whatever. Um, that side is so congested and everything else. But like where Texas Roadhouse, Brick and Spoon, I feel like, you know, that's not as bad right, right. there. So like yeah. Krispy Kreme, you can put it right there. But no, like, I don't know. Anyways. It's still dumb. There's yeah. no interstate access. <laughs> I agree with that. That's my worst. But you can get through you it off McCola. That's my worst. You can get through it off McCola a lot easier right there Ugh. than going all the way down. Yeah, but you got to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. Totally. It should, I mean, it's an easy exit. Yeah. You know. Andrew, what's your worst? Uh, my worst is uh, stomach bug has hit our home. So it was hit a lot was, of homes. Yes, yes. it's a going around. Well, apparently. hit a few other things too. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly it hit, bad it hit the couch. No, ours hit the couch. It hit the TV at one point. It hit the trash can. It hit it everywhere. Uh, so we are uh, germ germ free, I guess. Now everybody's healthy again. And um, man, it was nasty. Usually, like you know, if it, if it's 
if something like that happens, we got the stomach bug, we're like, all right, Nora, Owen, go play outside. So that way, if they get sick, you know, you just throw up in the grass. Like, it is Wait, what it is. You send Owen to play outside? Dude. Okay, this this may not be good parenting, but we set the furniture up around our patio. Family and we put him in his walker, so that way, like, he can just walk around on yeah, the okay. Hey, I'm, never, I'm okay like, with that. You're, like, not fall off. I'm okay with that. He can't use the walker in the grass, you know, but, like, he can use it on the patio part. But, like, you know, that way, if they get sick, it's outside. It's yeah. not on our floors. It's not on our rugs, not on our furniture or anything like that. But it was disgusting. It was 30 degrees and raining. And so we couldn't go outside. We were stuck in there. If I have to listen to Moana one more freaking time, I'm going to I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> it, uh, we had almost 400 here Sunday, but I felt like there was like 50 families that you know texted Absolutely. and said that they had the bug, including staff members, even yeah. poor Taylor. I mean, not mention her name, but anyway, yeah. one, of our, one of our staff members was hugging uh, was, both sides uh, of the uh, toilet and trash can. With a trash can. So. Yeah. <laughs> Poor thing. Bless her heart. And I was texting her like messages like, hey, I need you to take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> you may not be here, but you're still at work. <laughs> you're on the clock. <laughs> oh, gosh. I really don't have a worst to this week. I've got a, a good best, but I don't really don't have a good, a, a good All right, but worst. Do your best, man. Sorry. You, you got do me, your best, Tanner. Started off on you, a got good me, you got me triggered with the, uh, yeah. the exit. With your, yeah. What's your feelings? Yeah. <laughs> I feel that there should be an interstate access. Wait, time out. Time out. Tanner said he really doesn't have feelings. Bullcrap. There's one feeling you have quite often, Tanner. Anger. Well, well I mean... That's wasn't not, it, that's wasn't not it a Ashley? That's just my personal friend. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't wasn't it Ashley that said y'all find, y'all watch that uh, Inside Out movie? Yeah, or whatever. She really liked it because Ashley is, if y'all have ever seen that, is Joy, yeah, like yeah. to a T and stuff. But there's a little dude, red dude named Anger on there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a great movie. He sort of looks like Tanner. It is. It's a great movie for sure. <laughs> Um, oh well, if people didn't tick me off all the time, I wouldn't be so. <laughs> no, but but in his defense, he's fully you know he fully communicates his I'm feelings aware. towards You're it. You're self-aware of it. I'm yes. aware. <laughs> so my best this week was, of course, it's going to be all Razorbacks. It was just a great weekend. <clears throat> we beat Kentucky. Yeah. Um, the and baseball they, team did okay. Can, they they need to figure out their offense, but they can, took two or three out of Kentucky. Turn. Handled it with great class. Yeah, yeah, that can be your new worst. Yeah, that should, that should, they're always the worst. Them in yeah. Texas, they're just terrible. Um, anyways, <laughs> the men's and women's indoor track both won the SEC conference championships, which that happens almost all the time. Yeah. So not a big deal, but. We're winning them all, and no one else is, so you know, brag about that. Uh, like I said, the baseball team won two of three over the weekend. The softball team won two over uh, Louisville, which they were a top program. Uh, the women's basketball came to Starkville and beat um, nice. beat uh, the Bulldogs down in the hump dump. Um, so <laughs> it was a great weekend for Razorback Athletics, and, you know, just – it was well, great. I, I got a chance to watch Arkansas-Kentucky, and it just – it killed me at the end how that – Kentucky thinks that they're just like God's gift to basketball. They do. And, and I call them Kentucky. You know, the, yep. uh, all I got two words, Christian Leitner. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> is that, uh, is that uh, uh, where's my friend in, in Russellville? But anyway, uh, so uh, Rogers. But uh, listen, uh, you know, it was just the, Arkansas. I mean, you know, I, I'm not a football Arkansas fan or any of that stuff. You should but, be. But, uh, but Arkansas <laughs> basketball, I've always respected it. You know, it's got a great history, and you know they, they beat us once. But anyway, and yeah, Duke. But but in all honesty, Kentucky has no way of snobbing their nose at you guys. Like you guys were going to, you know, crush the floor and all this stuff. You guys have beaten them in big games. You guys have have a history that it may be one notch below them. But yeah, but I mean, granted, we had 15 yeah. years of of 
stupidity. Right. But but, up but until you, about before that, ago, you yeah. were there for in the yeah. 70s and 80s. 70s, and 80s, 90s. Absolutely. And uh, and so they just they have no right to historically do no. that. And um, in my opinion, and I'm and I'm biased, of course, <laughs> but in the SEC, there's two. You got Kentucky, Arkansas, and then the rest. Mm-hmm. As far as like fan bases and basketball. You know, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't, like, argue, I wouldn't yeah. I don't think I'm, you can argue with that. Well, historically, hasn't Tennessee and Vanderbilt both have decent programs? Yeah. yeah not, but not Vanderbilt doesn't have no. the fan base. Not Tennessee. Not no. Tennessee. And or Vanderbilt would if they had the fan base, but Vanderbilt fans are the worst. Well, but they're actually, they're a little bit better basketball fans. But the culture of the schools in, in like Duke is a basketball school. So when you go into a game in North Carolina and, you know, I can't believe I even said those words. But anyway, <laughs> pale blue sickly. But uh, if you go into Cameron, if you go into Kentucky, the fan, the average fan there knows the game. They're cheering their heads off. And you, you just can watch the crowd with all due respect I mean I enjoy going to most Ole Miss and Mississippi State games but those fans are depending on how the team's doing Arkansas fans will pack the place out Duke fans will pack the place out Kentucky fans will pack the place out and they're the the woman up in the you know that's 72 years old knows what's going on in that game so there's just an intelligence and an IQ of basketball it's like Alabama football you know the average fan that goes there knows the game so that if you're including the 17 year old 72 year old woman you got to Count St. Mary's, right? Absolutely. The old, the old yes. Catholic lady that yes, <laughs> never yes. missed a game. Yes. Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago. Yes, That's yes, it. Yes. Not St. Mary's. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. Wrong Anyways, Catholic that was, that was my best. It was just a great weekend for Razorback Athletics. And, and so, my best is coming up because of basketball smart madness. So sorry, listeners, if you don't like basketball, you probably need to tune out. By the sure. way, all of you uh, baseball fans that are um, you know crazy, um, welcome to the fact that you've moved to the fifth most popular sport now because they're canceled the season so far. So anyway, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> terrible. They, they seriously said they're the fifth most popular sport now. <laughs> they said uh, they said that they're gonna cancel the first two series. Yeah. Come on. Why it's are they canceling these games? On. They're in the uh, striking, the players are, yeah. for contracts and stuff like that. Oh, so, I didn't uh, know that. But for real, the ratings have just, and that's what the pl- owners are arguing. Nobody's watching that. Nobody's watching. Anymore. Nobody's going to the games. And the time owners. out. Time out. Isn't baseball the one sport you don't get salary caps? Right. Right. Why are they striking? Right. And well, and then the owners don't have any, there's no uh, like sharing. Like New York can make a zillion dollars and Pittsburgh can make $200,000 and there's no, there's no, there's no guardrails. I have so, not so. paid one lick of attention to it because I kind of yeah. got so, over it. Anyway, so my, my best is, is that. I love the Royals, but. Is you're not playing. I don't love you. Sorry. Coach K's final home game is yeah. this Saturday, and so the guy that you know the, made me switch from Big Ten basketball to uh, ACC is because Coach K. So. Okay, I will give you. I will buy you two tacos if you can correctly spell without looking. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> if, without looking, if you can correctly spell. It's going to have a K-S-W-Y-Q in there. <laughs> Not even on my best. I can't even attempt it. It's Coach, Coach K. <laughs> if I can't spell your and you are. <laughs> That's valid. That's valid. How do and, you, how do you spell Krzyzewski? T- and I'll tell Andrew where to put the exclamation points. <laughs> I'll right, Andrew, tell you where your, you can uh, put them. What's your best this week? Uh, I'm going to be lame because uh, I've not honestly not been following college basketball much at all. So my bracket's going to be embarrassing. How's Ole Miss doing? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, you said it honestly. This, if Ole Miss isn't doing well, the fans suck. I'm I'm 100% that person. They may they may be in the same boat where they were in football a couple years ago where both schools are looking for a head coach. Yes. 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 I, 
I, I mean, I don't see. I, I don't know. I was never that great of a fan of this new hire, anyways. But that's just me. Anyways, um, cure me, cure me, cure me. <laughs> it's better than Andy Kennedy. But um, anyways, Dude, he was the, a good coach. He he's an idiot. He was a good uh, coach. But <laughs> uh, crap, what was it? oh, what was my best? Um, I'm gonna be lame. I'm gonna say the weather. <laughs> I love this weather. I love it when it's just 60s and 70s. It's nice and sunny. After having the stomach bug, being cooped up for several days, it was disgusting, you know, the, all last week. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just happy to be outside. To I literally, uh, I think I saw you and Ashley and the girls were riding bikes and stuff in the parking lot. I literally went and sat my laptop up on the patio Absolutely. out here at the church just yeah, to be his, outside. in his tank top. I did. His, I, rolled, I rolled my sleeves up, and I'm like. <laughs> I was like, he's out there trying to get some get a tan in February. <laughs> No. Hey, it felt good. I'm just glad that, you know, it's not disgusting and we can actually enjoy God's I, creation again. I did forget the most important part of my best, and I apologize. I forgot the most important part of the best. Oh, in no. that game, the Kentucky-Arkansas basketball game, um, in the first half, Shibway was at the free throw line and screenshot caught him. Uh, we're calling him the the Bud Walton Mooner. He full pants down oh my on the free throw oh my wow this is this is why the bud walton crowd yes. is better than any other crowd in america yes. okay stay classy arkansas right. and notice his, <laughs> his female companion is also lifting her shirt oh my god yeah you don't ever see that part because oh wow so, oh dang and you know what he missed the free throw, so it was worth it. It was worth it. I am really now having nervous thoughts because I went to basketball game with Tanner this year. If Tanner and Ashley go and do this. Oh, goodness. No, I guess it's Mardi Gras week, you know. I hear a weird noise. I do too. What is that? Is somebody's phone ringing? Oh, it's my alarm clock. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry, that's, that's my worst. alarm clock. I was like, what is going on? My alarm clock was going off. Old people. I've got to get uh, Sadie's lunch ready to go over here. But anyways, <laughs> sorry. I was like, did I push a button? That's like, hilarious. <laughs> All right. We, I got one dumb question for you, so I'm not going to play the promo, but it comes from our loyal listener, um, Braden Parker. He sent me this, and so I'm going to read Braden oh, Parker's Braden. dumb question. Uh, this is, Hi, Toddy Braden. As, as he, shut up. <laughs> as he would say, paid state material, if you know what that is. Yes. But anyways, uh, he, said, he submitted this for our dumb question. He said, why is it called a watch when you just glance at it? Ooh. Oh. He was he was excited he came up with that. That so was good. To me. That's very good. I said, I like that. And that's a Morville I'm graduate. Using, yeah. There you go. There you go. And when oh I met Brayden, his hair was down to his rump. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I need I need to uh, redo this. I asked one of those stupid questions. I asked the orange thing, what came first, the fruit of the name, to all the Marvel kids and stuff and teen group last week. And they had like six dumb questions. I think this is all that they actually are good at. No, it's, I, I it's say, coming up with dumb that's questions. What, that's pretty much what you do at Marvel Academics. Nate King and all his friends. Oh, yeah. They had so many dumb questions, like just like that, like rattled them off immediately. So I'll, I'll ask them tonight for uh, next week's podcast. There you you go all right y'all have a good week and hopefully this will upload well like it's supposed to see ya <laughs> peace out